With Fidelity Wealth Management, a dedicated advisor can work with you on a comprehensive plan to help you reach your wealth's full potential. Plus, you'll have access to specialists in estate planning strategies. So you're not just growing and protecting your wealth, you're sharing it. More at fidelity.com slash wealth. Investment minimums apply. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. Welcome to the Jill on Money Show. It's Friday, February 3rd. Hey, Mark, it's exciting. It's the first jobs report of the year. Yeah, it's exciting. I mean, not the first one. It's the first month that we have data. So the January jobs report will come out at 8.30 Eastern time. And here's what's expected. Um, We are going to see continued deceleration of job growth, which is a fancy way of saying we're not creating as many jobs. Um, I think the number is probably going to be somewhere around 150 to 175,000 new jobs created. The unemployment rate is going to stick around this range, 3.5, 3.6. Maybe it'll go to 3.7. It's been in such a narrow range for so long, Mark. It's hard to, um, I don't know, like how we got to get more people back in that labor force. So um, that's coming out today. And if there's something really weird with it, I will come back on the air tomorrow morning. I'll give you a little synopsis of what I think is important. But, you know, generally speaking, we know growth is slowing down in the United States. We saw it throughout the, the year last year in terms of job growth. But we also saw in December a real pullback on uh, spending by consumers And I think that's continuing this year. So, Mark, you remember way back when you said, I think we're going to be able to do a soft landing? Yeah, I'm still hopeful. Are you hopeful or are you a believer? Uh, I have to say I'm lean in believe. You know me, because I always think the world's coming to an end, uh, that I always go for uh, worst case scenario. I back off that, you know, little by little. But uh, I think that we are going to be in a recession I'm a little worried about the debt ceiling. I got to be honest with you. It's it's freaking me out that we're everyone is so sure it's going to be okay. And I never like consensus on those kinds of things. I'm always like, well, what if not? And then that would be a disaster. Not that you should do anything with it. I'm just saying it would be a disaster. I think that we're uh, probably going to get a recession this year. I'm going to take the uh, yes recession. You go for the no recession. We cancel each other out and hopefully everything's okay. If you're worried about a recession and you want to know what to do, I'll tell you what to do right now. What you should be doing is you should be looking at a great money reset for yourself because just by going through, honestly, the first two chapters of my book will prepare you for a recession. It absolutely will because you will understand where you are today and if anything bad were to happen, you'd know what options you have going in the future. So I would say it's a pretty good way to map out your best case, your worst case, and your middle case. And you never know. I mean, I just have heard from a lot of people, not so much uh, on the air, but sometimes behind the scenes, people who have lost jobs on Wall Street, in media, and a lot of people getting in touch with me saying, this is the last thing I thought was going to happen to me in my life. And so I'd like us to contemplate all the different things that could happen so that we are better able to manage things when it's chaotic and maybe out of chaos does come opportunity. So you can order The Great Money Reset wherever you get your books or just go to our website, jillonmoney.com. And uh, there's a link and you can order it from wherever you'd like. Today is an email episode and we are starting with Maureen. 
She says, I understand your basic position on immediate annuities. And she goes on to write, I'm 77. I'm single. She retired three years ago. Only three years ago. How about that? She's got a really nice portfolio. And she says, plus social security and required minimum distributions, no pension. She says, I am considering buying a single premium immediate annuity with 15% of our balance of my balance to answer the fear of outliving my money issues that may be irrational or rational, but do surface for me. Okay. You know, you're single. I don't know if you have children or not. You know, that's one question because sometimes when you have this immediate annuity, let's say you put a hundred grand in there and you die the next day, poof, that money's gone. So I don't love that, but maybe you don't care. I also discovered due to the new secure act, qualified longevity annuity contracts can take $200,000 one time, maybe a good compromise for my qualified IRA funds instead of a single premium immediate annuity, which taxes the entire payment earlier. I'm not convinced you need this. Um, Ideally, I'd like to understand how much money is in retirement money versus non-retirement money. Is it possible that that whole fear of running out of money, even if it is rational, that even if you did some 15% of your balance, that that wouldn't necessarily even help the answer the question? I could be convinced to put some money in an immediate annuity. I don't think I would do it with your retirement money, but I sure would like to know a lot more about what's going on in your life to see if we can make you feel better about this decision. Okay. This is Lucinda who uh, has in her subject, good savings, but how do we spend it? You ready for this? I'm ready. Lucinda's 52, her husband's 62. They're both in tip top health. We're fortunate enough to have saved a good amount of money, but given our age difference, I'm not sure how to address two things. One, How do we calculate a safe amount that we can spend each month once we both retire, which will likely be in a year and a half? Okay. They currently spend, outside the mortgage, $100,000 a year. She says, I'm confident we're good for that, but if we want to travel extensively, could we afford $150? How about $200? That's question one. Question two, after we retire, which bucket should we draw down from first to minimize taxes? I assume brokerage first, then pre-tax, and then post-tax, but the age difference thing makes it a bit more complex. Okay, here are the numbers. There's an IRA 401k, $1.1 million in pre-tax. Rollover IRA 401k Roth, $600,000. Brokerage. $2.7 million with about $800,000 of unrealized capital gains. Husband will have a pension of $4,000 a month when he turns 65. Then his social security at age 70, four grand a month. Her social security at 73 grand a month. So just remember, we're thinking about $100,000, right? They've got twin boys. They're juniors in high school. They've saved a quarter of a million dollars in a 529 plan. And they're going to probably both stop working when they go to college. Modest home. (laughs) They have a modest home that's worth $2 million. That's so funny because they're uh, in a high cost of living area. 
They've got a loan balance of $90,000. We're not decided once whether we're going to downsize once the kids leave. It's a consideration. Okay. So here's our question. Number one, which buckets first? Okay. Um, this is interesting. I'm sort of leaning towards, you know, when you say 18 months, let's say that your husband retires and it's 65. Because we do, I mean, we have to think about this. If he has a pension, does he also have health care? And also that we have to buy health care for you from your age for 10 years until you get to be Medicare age. You know, everybody, when they think about Medicare, it doesn't extend to your spouse. It's just you. It's whoever reaches 65. What do we think about pulling some of the money out of their pre-tax money before age 70? Just pulling it out and living on some of that. Not even converting it to a Roth, but living on it paying the tax that's due because the taxable income will drop down pretty significantly, right? I don't know how much they make together, but let's say they make a couple hundred grand together and they, you know, $100,000. That means that they're basically in the 22% tax bracket. Could we pull out enough money from the retirement account from his age 65 to 70, right? Pull that money out, live on that. Now, of course, when he turns 70, that's when they're going to have the, the he'll have eight grand in month total. So four from the pension, four from Social Security. But that still, you know, leaves them some time where I think what they should be doing is so I'm going to normally you're right. I would say brokerage pre-tax Roth. But in this case, I'm sort of thinking pull the money out of the pre-tax retirement that will keep you in the 22 percent tax bracket. Okay, pull out that amount of money every year, live on that. That's no problem. You guys are going to have money and you can do whatever you want. You can spend 150 grand a year, I'm pretty sure. But let's just say for now, take that money out first. For married filing jointly, it's about 90 to 190 is the number. So you can take up to $190,000 of income. And all you need to figure in in this process is the amount of income you're receiving, which will be, again, Four grand a month, his 50,000 or so at his age 65 for five years. You have, I'm pretty sure you're th- saying that's all the income you're having because you're going to both be retired. So then you can essentially pull out another, let's call it about 150 ish. Don't go crazy. Let's call it 130 ish. Pull 130 out of your retirement, your pre tax accounts, pay the tax on it. Okay, and and it should come out of his accounts first. And then you do that for the years before he turns age 70 and starts his Social Security. And then you reduce the amount and whatever difference you have to make up the money that you're going to spend, take it from your brokerage account. But I think that that's the game plan. And then you should reduce the amount you take out from those pre-tax accounts, but you should still try to take some out. And, you know, even if it's instead of 130 a year, maybe it's 60 grand a year, but do it. Take the money out, pay the taxes, move on. Now, Mark, do you think they can do 150 grand? Not 200. I don't think it's 200 because look at their total net worth, which is three, seven, three, eight, four, uh, two, but a bunch of that is taxable. So let's say they have about 3.7. Let's say they have $3.7 million. And they will have money coming out at, you know, at age 70, they're pretty set. 
but do you think they can spend on $3.7 million? What is the maximum amount you'd like to draw on that? Uh, I would probably keep it around, you know, 110, 120,000, but then they're, you know, they're also going to have the pension income. So they're going to be fine. They can spend 150 grand a year. I think so too. So I think if you want, I would do, I would, I would make it a hundred grand that you count on from this. Cause we're going to pull money out of this account, but a hundred grand will come out of your portfolio. You'll have pension. So could you do 150 grand? Absolutely. Could you do 200 in a particular year? I wouldn't plan on it though. And anyway, your mortgage is going to be done pretty quickly. And if you do downsize, you're in like the sweetest shape ever. So amazing job, do it and move on. Okay, Mark, here is a long message from Anne-Marie. You ready? Hello, Jill and Mark. I've contacted you previously. I'm uncertain if I should keep $345,000 in Oppenheimer that has a $59,000 loss at the moment. Do I keep it there at Oppenheimer? Do I move it to TD Ameritrade and now Schwab where I have my Roth and my traditional IRA and $50,000 in ETFs managed by myself and must say not doing too bad, but don't want to manage the larger amount. She's 56, 57 in June, owns my own home, small farm, no income, single divorced, income 45 grand, alimony of 18 grand a year, monthly expenses of $4,500, including taxes, insurance, and business expenses, owns her own business. She's got 150 grand in a variable IRA annuity, 20 grand in I-bonds, 21,000 in savings, long-term health insurance. Huh, 250 bucks a month. That is actually a very good deal. I don't know what you have in that. All documents are in place. Possible inheritance in the future of 500 grand. I think you should do it yourself. If you're really skittish, maybe move it into, you said you have Schwab. Schwab does have a advice component uh, called, I think it's still called Schwab Intelligent Portfolio. And I would do it there. I don't see how, um, it's not the loss that makes me, it doesn't, like I, the fact that you have a loss, big deal. Like a lot of people have losses right now. That's not the reason why. It seems to me the reason why is that you don't feel like you're getting advice. And if that's the case, why pay to have an account that is at Oppenheimer? For a lot of people, having a year with losses is a prompt to reconsider your investment advice and your your um, your relationships. But just because you have a loss doesn't mean you should move. But it is a good reason to say like, well, what exactly am I paying for? Right? I don't know. Like I would probably move it to Schwab. And then I would also be thinking about if you're really, if you think you're going to get that inheritance or once you get that inheritance, maybe you start looking for a fee only or a fee based fiduciary financial advisor. Okay. Okay. Mark has a logistical question. I'm sorry that Jill struggled in 22 with health issues and loss amongst her circle of family and friends. Isn't that nice? I didn't struggle personally, but I did have loss. Ugh. I hope that 23 brings brighter outcomes for you both. Mark, I would take a bad back rather than the last four months of last year any day. What do you think? Uh, 100%. Yes. Thank you very much. Uh, it's actually what I thought about this morning. Mark hasn't written in a long time. He says, I continue to listen. I listen to Jill on Money and the new show, 
eye on money, soon to have a name change, maybe, if they ever get back to us at CBS. I enjoy the perspective, expertise, humor, and empathy, which you bring every day. Thank you. Small logistical question, which falls into the category of doesn't really matter. (laughs) I have been converting an old employer's 401ks pre-tax contributions to Roth since 2019. With that now complete, I want to move the account proceeds to Vanguard to consolidate with my Roth IRA. The old employer plan is at Fidelity, and the choices are fine, but I want to consolidate for simplicity. I like that. Should I just reallocate the 401k plan to cash before starting the rollover process? My wife performed a rollover years ago, and the receiving institution was confounded that we could not give a precise dollar amount for the incoming rollover because it was invested in the market. It doesn't matter uh, because it goes to cash automatically. So if you want to, you could, but I would always, I always like to stay invested and the money will roll over in cash. That's how rollover proceeds. I don't know why your wife's uh, rollover seemed, that's weird to me, unless she was rolling over to an advisor who wanted to know how much money they were getting in. Even then, it's usually just ballpark. I would say, does not matter. Do not worry. Chill out. People get overthink these rollovers a little too much. Even if you're out of the market for two days, who cares, right? Just make sure that the money doesn't sit in cash too long. You know, that would be the one thing that I would say. Okay, if you have a financial question, we'd love to help you out. Just go to jillonmoney.com, click the Contact Us button. Do let us know if you would be willing to come on the air. Don't forget, we've got a free weekly newsletter. comes out every single Friday, so you'd be getting it today if you were signed up. And you can do that right on our website, jillonmoney.com. On Friday, I like to do a little bit of the general housekeeping. And here's the housekeeping. Our music is composed by Joel Goodman. Karen Cranick is our web queen. Newly anointed, I might add. We just we should have a coronation for her, Mark. Mark Talera Show is our executive producer. We are distributed by Cadence 13. Change your work, change your wealth, change your life. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow.